what's up? It is Play by Play coming to you live on this Monday. We've got so much to talk about. We've got a busy weekend to recap. Casey Justclair here. Look, y'all, Monday shows, usually we're a three, four calling guest a day type show. Not today. You guys are stuck with me today. I've got a lot to say. We've got so much to talk about. We've got the New Orleans Saints losing to the Tampa Bay Bucks. People are whining and crying about all oh, the referees and all oh, Tom Brady's a crybaby. And I'm going to tell you why you guys are focused on all of the wrong stuff a little bit later in the show pertaining to New Orleans. Guess what? LSU doesn't stink anymore. That's always good. The Tigers get a big win against Mississippi State. Play dominant football in the fourth quarter of that game. Get to 1-0 and in SEC play. Woo! LSU's getting better. It ain't going to be a national championship year in Baton Rouge, but LSU's getting better. You're starting to see the Brian Kelly fingerprint. You're starting to see some of the adjustments that the team has made, some of the tweaks that Brian Kelly has made. You're starting to see, hey, this dude maybe knows what he's talking about. We may need to take heed to some of the things he's saying. We had a busy high school week. E.D. White, a behemoth, an absolute behemoth. They roll again. They get an easy win over Assumption. Central Lafouche gets their first win in two-plus years over rival South Lafouche. I'll break that one down in just a second. We've got so much to talk about here until 1 o'clock. But first, before we dive into it head first, let's thank our sponsors. We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation. We want to thank also Southland Dodge and Homa Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. How about Dufrin Building Materials? Got you covered for all your roofing needs. What about Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results? Rouse's Markets, feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. Every Saturday, 10 o'clock, Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System, Stan Gravois, and myself, for all the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts, That's sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Reminder, every Friday night, including this Friday night, join us for varsity football coverage pregame, 6.30, kickoff, 7 o'clock. South Lafouche will be taking on South Terrebonne, broadcast sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. So let's start with prep, and then we'll get to the next segment. We'll talk college. The segment after that, we'll talk pro. Then 1215, we've got Brian Kale. 1230, I've got W's and L's. 1245, we've got betting picks, and then we're out of here. Local high school scoreboard for week three. <clears throat> On Thursday's show, I told you about HL Bourgeois beating L.A. 26-14. Neither team played well. HL Bourgeois just played a little better at the end, controlled the game, didn't shoot themselves in the foot as often. Our local scoreboard for Friday night, Lakeshore defeats Terrebonne 39-26. Look, it's not a win for Terrebonne, but Lakeshore is usually pretty damn good. The fact that they didn't go up on the North Shore and get blasted is probably a pretty good sign for Terrebonne. A score that was surprising to me. I'm not surprised that St. James beat Thibodeau, but I am surprised that they beat them 49-25. to The Thibodeau Tigers have an explosive offense with playmakers all over the field. I know it's got to be frustrating for Chris and his staff because 
you have an offense that's good enough to win most games that you play, but right now they can't get a stop defensively. Lutcher carved them up. St. James carved them up. Hell, if not for some bad snap issues, South Lafouche would have carved them up too. There were open receivers running down the field. When the Tarpons took care of stuff on their own end, they were scoring, and they were scoring pretty easily. Thibodeau's got to get that figured out. I don't know if it's playing some of those playmakers both ways. I don't know what it is, but they've got to get that figured out. E.D. White beats Assumption 51-6. Y'all, I think Assumption's pretty good, but they ain't E.D. White. E.D. White, we've talked about their defense ad nauseum. We've talked about this ad nauseum, too, which is the fact that, oh, yeah, now they could score. This is not just Army-Navy triple option. We're running the ball 70, 80 times a game. Yeah, they still run it primarily, but instead of running it 90 time, or 90% of the time, it's now more like, oh, eh, 75% of the time. And when they're throwing it, they're taking the top off of the defense. They're becoming explosive. They're becoming more balanced. They are a wrecking ball. They are as good, if not better, than they were last year. And they finished just a couple points short of the state championship last year. They are ridiculous. Morgan City 29, CCA 28. Big win for Morgan City. CCA special teams let them down in that one. Hammond 38, South Terrebonne 35. The Gators are 0-3, and they've lost by a a single score in all three of the games. They're close. Bell Chase, 42. Vanderbilt, 31. And Homa Christian, 26. Ascension Christian, 17. Kudos to Homa Christian for getting a big win. Uh, let's talk about Bell Chase, 42. Vanderbilt, 31. Then we'll get to the South Lafouche, Central Lafouche thing. Um, Vanderbilt's got some issues, dude. Um, they're now 1-2. and two. They're about to face Lutcher and St. Charles Catholic. So, realistically, they could very well be 1-4. and four. I'm not saying that they're there yet. You know, because they, they, They're going to have a great chance. But they could be 1-4 and four if they don't turn things around. I go back to what Tommy Minton told me after the Jamboree, which was that, hey, man, we played St. James, and like we had them on the ropes. We were pushing them around, but just couldn't get out of our own way. At some point, because look, E.D. White, turnovers, mistakes. Central Lafouche had a bunch, a bunch of penalties. Like At some point, being self-destructive is just what you are. Um, and I'm not ready to say that Vanderbilt's there yet, right? I'm not ready to say that that's what they are. But when you're three weeks in, you're one and two, and you have a knack and a consistent tendency of shooting yourself in the foot, it's time you fix that. <laughs> because, man, you're running out of time to fix that. Because if you drop to one and four, and you very well could, you're going to be the underdog the next couple of weeks. You run out of time pretty quick to figure things out, right? So that's where Vanderbilt is. They, they're going to be playing some big football these next couple of weeks. They've got to get this thing figured out, like right now. Start cleaning up the turnovers, clean up the mental mistakes, and get some things figured out. Now, let's talk about Central Lafouche 26, South Lafouche 19, a game you were able to hear right here on KLEB. A couple of things. Let's start with the um, the positive stuff, right? The feel-good stuff before I start yelling and screaming. Central Lafouche, you feel great for Coach Shelly Vedros and Coach Pop and his staff. That team has had four head coaches in the last year. Four head coaches in the last year. Coach Aaron Meyer leaves there to go to Morgan City. Then you hire Dre Trosclair, who was never interested in being at Central Lafouche and was leveraging, trying to get another job. was a flake. Then you get, um, oh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, Darren Moore, sorry. Darren Moore, who comes in, and he like he genuinely wanted to be there, I think, but he was commuting from the North Shore and was having some issues, and, and it just didn't work out. He has to leave right before the summer. Then Coach Vedros says, you know what? We probably can't find anybody at this point. I'm going to take it. He was the AD defensive coordinator. 
And he said to the guys, honestly, look, dude, just give me a chance. Just give me a chance. Let, let's figure this thing out. They have simplified their concepts. They run a nasty power eye offense. They play a blitzing, aggressive style of defense. They've gotten so much better. So to the kids on that team, go back and listen to some of my shows in June and July. Remember whenever I said, hey, dude, whenever all this coaching drama went down, Darren Moore left and they didn't have a coach and didn't know who the coach was going to be. I said on this show, boys, if no one else is out there and got your back and is rooting for you, I am. So to those boys, I applaud you. I give you a round of applause. Congratulations on your win. Go get Franklin. Go get your second one. Don't stop here. Don't stop here. You guys are a pretty good football team. Don't get content. Don't stop here. Keep pushing. You guys got the ability and the means to win a couple of more here coming home. Get hot. Let's go. Get hot. From the South Lafouche perspective, it's time to get back to basics. It's time to get back to basics. I've now watched a scrimmage, a jamboree, and three games. They've made the same mistakes in just about all of them. They've finagled with practice time, 5 a.m., 3 p.m. I I don't care what time you practice. You've got to start fixing some of these fundamental mistakes. Your tackling is not very good. It hasn't been good from the first day I watched you. It's still not very good now. You've got to fix that. Your inability to get the ball to the quarterback cleanly is inexcusable. Does that mean that you switch, go to under center? I don't know. But you got to figure something out because you can't run a base offense when the start of just about every play is either a fumbled snap or a quarterback making a Herculean jumping one-handed catch. It throws off the timing of everything that you're trying to do. And then in addition to that, like some of your fundamental things, you know, you're still not kicking it very well and you're still having communication issues on special teams and or sometimes having 12 men on the field and sometimes 10 men on the field, back to basics. Now, that's not me yelling. That's not me fussing at BJ. I think BJ Young's a good coach. I think they've got a great staff. I think that they're going to get it figured out. What I'm trying to stress and emphasize is that they have a lot of work to do, yeah. But look at the situation and circumstances with which they're in. And then maybe it becomes a little more acceptable as to why they've got so much work to do. That team lost 20 out of 22 starters off of last year's team. That team still barely has a locker room nor a field house. That team has had some problems and some issues, and I'm not making excuses because nobody gives a hoot about excuses. Central Lafouche didn't care about South Lafouche's excuses when they were beating them on Friday. Neither did Thibodeau, neither will South Terrebonne on this coming Friday. But to everybody in Tarpon Nation, relax. Relax. I mentioned this to Coach Brian Colley in the coach's office on Friday after the game. Of any varsity high school football game that I have ever called in my decade of doing this, that was a matchup of maybe the two youngest teams that I have ever called a high school football game for. Every play, the guy carrying the ball wasn't a senior. The guy who made the tackle wasn't a senior. The guy throwing the pass wasn't a senior. The guy catching a pass wasn't a senior. The guys blocking weren't seniors. Tarpons are young. They're inexperienced. They're making young and inexperienced mistakes. Give them a little time to grow. But with that having been said, there also has to be an an urgency of, hey, almost like LSU, there's that youth, there's that inexperience, but we do want to start seeing some of those things get corrected. On Friday, whether you beat South Tarpon or not, it's irrelevant. Although you would love to get the win, I want to see cleaner snaps. I want to see crisper tackling. I want to see more energy on the sidelines. I want to see just progression progression, right? That should be the goal and the theme of the week for South Lafouche every week for the rest of the year. Let's just get better. 
to hell with the wins and the losses, but I, I do think they could still win a bunch more. Not tapping out on the season. I'm just saying let's get better. Every week, let's get better. Let's be a little bit better than what we were. Hey, if we had 15 bad snaps Friday, let's have five on this coming Friday. You know, Then from five, we can move to two. You know, If we had 20 missed tackles, let's cut that down to 12. And then we could cut 12 down to six. Let's just make steady progression and see where the chips fall where they may. Let's get to break when we get back. I got a lot to talk about college football-wise. LSU played pretty damn well in the second half against Mississippi State. Let me tell you about it. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Woo! 
Douglas, you got a big win on Saturday, 31-16 to over Mississippi State. Casey Jisclair here. It's play-by-play. The Tigers were losing 13 to nothing with a minute to go in the first half against Mississippi State, and Mississippi State was getting the ball to start the third quarter. And it became a moment where, like, you're sitting there, and I'm at my little watch party, and we're watching the game together as a family, and it's almost like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, this is going to maybe be a, uh, a, a, a scrubbing. Like, maybe you're going to get beat bad. LSU goes on a little drive to end this this the first half, second quarter, punches it into the end zone. Um, and then it's 13-7. to seven. You get a stop before half. You keep them out of the end zone. They kind of fumble the clock a little bit. Then the second half comes, and it's game on. In that second half, you saw an LSU team that if they continue to play the way that they did in that second half the rest of the season, has a chance to be kind of a nightmare out for just about everybody they're playing. On Saturday, LSU played old school LSU championship level defense. Will Rogers and the Mississippi State offense is a pretty good offense. They couldn't do anything on Saturday. LSU limited to less than 300 yards. They couldn't run it. Rodgers really couldn't throw it. Didn't have time to get receivers deep down the field because if they did more than just a three-step drop, there were defenders all up in his face and were ready to you know break him in half. The LSU defense played old-school LSU defense on Saturday. They were hitting hard. They were hitting often. They weren't showboating and dancing and having a parade every time they made a play. They were getting back into the huddle and doing it again. On third down, they were getting off the field. On fourth down, whenever they needed to defend fourth down, they did an excellent job getting off of the field there as well. Harold Perkins, defensively for LSU, is an animal. Is an animal. Getting him was a program-changing flip on signing day for LSU because he was... An A&M commitment until signing day, he flipped to LSU. So you go from having to face that guy to having him on your team. He was incredible on Saturday for the LSU defense. Jay Ward was incredible. Micah Baskerville, where was he in the Florida State game? Remember me hollering about that? He was incredible. B.J. Ojolari, great. The LSU defense showed flashes of being unbelievably good this coming season. Offensively, the first half, it was a work in progress, right? Jaden Daniels started the game slow. I don't know if it's a nerve issue with him, like if he's nervous, he's too fired up. I don't know what it is. Early in the game, so far this season, Florida State and now Mississippi State both, he is strictly a, all right, one read, it's not there, all right, all right, all right, all right hurry, 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 I got, I got to run, I got to run. It's like he's playing with anxiety. It's like he's playing while having a panic attack. Get the snap. If the primary receiver isn't wide open for a touchdown, let's tuck it and run. And it hamstrings the offense. LSU's offense didn't play well in the first half because, heck, he couldn't do anything. And look, some of it was bad blocking. Some of it was pre-snap penalties. You bundle all of that into one and you make a sandwich that was kind of nasty. The first half offense wasn't good. Then in the second half, you started to see, hey, man, like, these dudes could be pretty good, too. 
Daniel started staying in the pocket a little longer, started trusting his reads. The passes that were sailing out of bounds because he was throwing them with a little bit too much heat were staying in bounds. The one-on-ones, LSU was winning a big fourth down play. Malik Neighbors wins a fourth down and four. Huge play late in the game. And then as you possess the ball longer, you start to break down their defense. The run game gets going. After falling behind 13 to nothing in the first 29 minutes of the game, LSU beat Mississippi State's ass the rest of the game, 31-3 to over the last 31 minutes of the game. And I'll go so far as to say if there was another quarter of the game, like if there were a fifth quarter, it was only going to get worse because LSU was coming hard at the end of the game. They were starting to run the ball and throw the ball. They were locking up Mississippi State three and out. You're not moving the ball at all. Like If there were a fifth quarter to that game, LSU beats them 45 to 16 and not 31 to 16. They were coming hard. The final score just what it was what it was because they ran out of time. That was impressive to see. The fact that you come from behind in an SEC game was impressive to see. The fact that you made a few adjustments both in terms of scheme and both in terms of attitude and dominated a second half against a conference opponent that was favored to beat you was impressive to see. The fact that Daniels in an SEC game could go and rush for 93 yards and a score, throw for 210 yards and a score, didn't turn it over at all, that was impressive to see. The fact that you were able to run the football late when you needed to run the football, get first downs, break a long one for a touchdown, that was impressive to see. The fact that Neighbors and Jenkins and Brian Thomas and Josh Williams and Emery and Goodwin, Mason Taylor, all of those guys were making plays in lieu of Keishon Butte, who was being doubled, That was impressive to see. The LSU football team has gotten a lot better since they played Florida State. Are they at the level of an Alabama or Georgia? No, of course not. Do they have to continue to get better going forward? Of course they do. But you're at least seeing glimpses of the hard work that they're putting in starting to pay off. The LSU team that played Saturday, if they faced the LSU team that played on that Sunday opener in the Dome, the team that played Saturday would beat that team that they put, that that took the field in the dome by twenty plus points. They have made great progressions. Now, where are some areas that you could get better? The tackling still, though it was much better on Saturday. There are still a few misses here or there. Special teams are an abomination. You kick the ball out of bounds, and you're not tackling return men, and you know they give up a long return and a punt return, and. On the punt team, they kick kind of a wobbly punt. Your returner, for some ungodly reason, hops on the ball, almost fumbles. You're making too many mistakes there still. That's got to get better. Quarterback play. Daniels has to get off his first read, be more decisive, scan the field a little bit better before pulling. He's got to be better earlier in games. They've got to be more creative in terms of getting Keyshawn Butte the ball, because at times, look, he's not pouting. Early in the season, he was kind of pouting. No, he's, he's playing hard. But he's open. (laughs) You look at the area shots, he's running down the field open at times. They've got to figure out ways to get him the ball. And in addition, you got to cut out the crap with the penalties, man. Too many false starts and offsides and just little things that will paper cut you to death. But it was a very impressive showing from the Tigers who get to 2-1. and Now you take on New Mexico. Shouldn't be any problems there. You get to 3-1. and Then you're taking on Auburn on the road, an Auburn team that's not very good. They got blasted by Penn State on Saturday. You could potentially win that one and then start building a little momentum. Start building a little momentum and seeing where it shakes out. A um, lot of conversation on social media about Jaden Daniels. Y'all, y'all, there, dude's got a lot of critics. I could speculate very heavily as to why he has some critics in, in Louisiana. 
but let's not go there. Um, but he's got six touchdowns and zero interceptions. He's completing 69.5% of his passes. Six touchdowns and zero interceptions, completing nearly 70% of his passes. And that's not even me mentioning the fact that he's rushed for 225 yards and is probably the best ball carrier. Dude's not perfect. Dude's not Joe Burrow. But for God's sake, he's not Jordan Jefferson either. I saw way too many. Oh, this is Les Miles and Jordan Jefferson all over again. No, indeed. This dude is way better than those guys. LSU has work to do yet. But Daniels is A, a proficient SEC player, which I was concerned about at the beginning. B, he's by far the best option that they have. And C, after a rough season opener, there's reason to be at least a little bit optimistic that if for nothing else, this will still be a fun season in Baton Rouge yet. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk about the New Orleans Saints. They fell on their sword yesterday in the Dome, lost to Tampa, now 1-1. One and one. I'm going to tell you some of my thoughts and my takes there and also why it maybe isn't necessarily so, so much time to panic. As, look, man, Tampa Bay's a pretty damn good team. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. People just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilet also holding tank rentals and portable hand washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? 
adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Is knee pain keeping you from living your best life? Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic-assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy. And this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery. Most importantly, it can mean improving your quality of life. Learn more at Thibodeau.com. All right, we talked about the good of the weekend in the last segment with LSU getting a win. Now let's talk about the bad of the weekend, which is New Orleans getting a defeat their first of the season, 20-10 to 10 against Tampa. A preface, what I'm about to say, which is this, is that, look, a lot of you all might not like what I'm about to say in this segment, um, but I'm going to tell it to you like it is. They pay me to say my opinion, not what I think my audience's opinion is. I saw a lot of conversation yesterday on social media, and it's predictable because Saints fans tend to do this pretty often. Saw a lot of conversation on social media yesterday. Oh, the the Saints got cheated. The referees cheated the Saints. Um, I don't know what game those folks were watching, but in the game that I was watching, I saw New Orleans team turn over the ball five times, including once in the red zone. I saw New Orleans team throw an interception that got returned for a touchdown. I saw New Orleans team that could run the ball effectively, but just chose not to do so, getting five yards per carry, but were instead choosing to throw the ball 40 times compared to 20 times running with an inept injured quarterback. More about him later. I saw a New Orleans team who had the game 3 nothing. And we're driving to try to score to go up potentially 10-0, which I think would have ended the game. Fumble and lose all the momentum. I saw a New Orleans team that started a fight, right? And I don't know who started it. I just maybe shouldn't have said it that way. I saw a New Orleans team beat in a fight. Maybe that's a better way to say it. And they went after Tom Brady. And the old expression is, in movies, in show business, in government, If you go after the king, you better not miss. New Orleans went after the king, and they missed. After the fight, Tampa beat the hell out of New Orleans. It was 3-3 during the fight. It ends 20-10. The last New Orleans touchdown was a garbage-time touchdown. After the fight, New Orleans was pressing and was playing too hard and was far too aggressive. Tampa was poised, calmed, and collected and did what they had to do, like a championship football team would do like a championship football team should do on the road with the crowd noise. New Orleans fed too much into the emotions. Tampa played poise, stuck to the plan. Now, let's talk about the New Orleans offense. I can't for the life of me understand why, with Jameis Winston at quarterback, and again, more about him later, and you're running the ball effectively. Ingram had 10 carries for 60 yards. Dwayne Washington had four carries for 18 yards. Tony Jones had two carries for eight yards. All three of your running backs had at least four yards per carry. 
Why was it like pulling teeth to get them to even attempt to run the football yesterday? They threw 40 times compared to 20 runs. I don't get that. Why is Winston continually throwing the ball deep down the field when there are shorter routes open? He must have tried to throw a bomb to Alave 15 times yesterday. It never worked. Now let's talk about Jameis Winston for a second. I've been promised it throughout the course of the segment. New Orleans has to have a serious conversation in the coming days and weeks about Jameis Winston. Elephant in the room. Even when he's healthy, because right now he's not, but even when he's healthy and conditions are perfect and he's 100% physically, he's not very good. He's average at best. Even when he's at his absolute best he could be physically, he's average at best. Right now, he's playing less than a year after tearing his ACL. He's playing with four breaks in his back. You could see it yesterday when he attempted to throw a long ball. How many times when he tried to throw the ball 15, 20 yards down the field, was it overthrown by 5, 10 yards? Was it underthrown by 5, 10 yards? That accuracy wasn't there. It's because he's using his back to lean into that throw. There's just nothing there. It's just shooting a cannon into the air. He has no clue where the ball's going. And he's also getting sacked a million times a game. He got sacked six times yesterday. He got sacked a bunch in the opener. So this injury's not going to get any better. You know, back injury, that's going to have to just heal with the rest. Playing football and getting sacked a bunch of times, like it's not going to heal. It's going to get worse before it gets better. It's going to be just a pain tolerance thing. How does New Orleans survive offensively with a quarterback who is already average, who's now physically injured, and who's going to have a a deteriorating injury? How are they going to survive that offensively? At some point, maybe not now, but in the very near future, they're going to have to weigh the pros and the cons of, hey, we might have to play Andy Dalton. A, because the two are probably pretty similar in ability. B, I just don't know how much longer Winston's going to survive. In the second half yesterday, he looked uncomfortable. He had a stretch where there were three turnovers in five plays. And in the two plays that were not turnovers, he was nearly throwing interceptions. He looked uncomfortable. He looked like he was pressing. And the Saints offense has just simply got to be better. I understand the Tampa Bay defense is good. I understand the Tampa Bay defense is likely going to do this to just about everybody they play. But let's be honest. The offense looked horrible except for the fourth quarter against Atlanta, too. So you've now played eight quarters, and in seven of the eight, your offense looked terrible. You've got to get that fixed. Because while, on one hand, fans may be crying over spilled milk and saying for some ungodly reason that the officiating cost them the game yesterday, On the other hand, the realists who know about this stuff are saying, hey, you probably got lucky against Atlanta. You could just as easily be 0-2 instead of 2-0. There's a lot of time, but the schedule doesn't get any friendlier. You've got the Ad Carolina coming up Sunday, then you're taking on the Vikings and the Seahawks, whatever it may be, and then it gets brutal. Bengals, Cardinals, Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, Rams, 49ers, Bucks. Schedule's about to get brutal. So while there is time, there are some pressing concerns there. New Orleans got to get those things figured out. Now, in terms of uh, 
where they could realistically get better. I talked about it, my concerns about the quarterback position. Look, you're going to get Alvin Kamara back, right? That's going to help. Uncertain, undoubtedly, that's going to help. <clears throat> Your wide receivers are playing pretty well. Michael Thomas looks good physically. Chris Olave looks good. I, feel, I think they got to get Jarvis Landry more involved than what they are right now. So there are areas where you could improve, but the turnover situation, the vibe, like it's just you ask the question often as a sports fan or as a reporter, as somebody in my position. What's the difference between Team A and Team B? Like, talent is the same, just about. Like, what's the difference? Why do some players and teams always win and other teams always kind of have that little bit of inclination they can't break the hump or can't break the ice and get over the top? We saw it yesterday. New Orleans came at Tom Brady, and the entire Buccaneers sideline wanted to brawl just because someone was going after their leader. I care to say if someone did the same to Jameis Winston, that reaction wouldn't have been the same on the New Orleans sideline. Tom Brady is a leader amongst men. We don't like him in Louisiana. We think he's a crybaby. All he threw his iPad down. He was pouting, whatever it may be. But the fact remains the same. The man has won seven Super Bowls. And you saw the respect that his teammates have for him and how they reacted after the injury, or after the, the incident yesterday, rather, not the injury. That's why Tampa Bay is what they are. And then also you see why Tampa Bay is what they are, how they responded after the, the, the fight by just dominating the rest of the game. That's why they're Tampa Bay. That's why they're going to be in discussion to win the Super Bowl. That's why they're always going to be in contention as long as Brady's around. That's why they do what they do. New Orleans needs to develop some of that same chemistry if they want to get over the top. It's more than just X's and O's. Late after the incident, one team played well, played their best. The other team was too emotional and turned over the ball like a bakery. That, not officiating, was the difference in the game. New Orleans takes on Carolina. They got a chance to get 2-1 and one in an NFC that, y'all, I still don't think is any good. I think the NFC is far behind the AFC. You look at some of the results from yesterday. Um, Washington's not any good. You know, Detroit put it on them yesterday. The Rams struggled past Atlanta at home. The Cardinals, though they beat Las Vegas, they played really poorly throughout most of that game. The team that I think everybody needs to look out for is the San Francisco 49ers. They were doing this thing with Trey Lance, and you know he was the first-round draft pick, and he's the guy, the golden boy, the coaching staff loves him, everything of the sort. Um, he gets injured, and God bless him, it was a terrible injury. We hope he recovers and gets back. In lieu of Trey Lance, with Jimmy Garoppolo back in the lineup, the 49ers are a much better football team. It just is what it is. He manages the game better. He gets the ball to their weapons better. Much of the same with Dallas, right? Like, I don't think that Cooper Rush is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott is. I don't think that. But I think the results are better when Cooper Rush plays as they beat the Bengals yesterday because they simplify the offense. I think too often in the NFL, teams get too enamored with doing complicated, complex things. Oh, man, we're going to have a million formations. Oh, man, we're going to put this guy in motion, that guy in motion, and eye candy. And just block and tackle. And I think that the thing that the Cowboys do well when Cooper Rush plays, the same with the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo. You play good defense. You sack their quarterback a bunch. You force turnovers. You get good field position. And then you just do basic stuff. You run the ball pretty well. When it's third and four, you throw it short, hit a seven-yard slant, move the chains, first down. When you get in the red zone, you score. Those are the things that the Cowboys do. I think that if the Cowboys ran the quote-unquote Cooper Rush offense, which is very much more conservative and simple, when Dak was in the lineup, they'd be one of the best teams in the NFL. And that's the offense when Dak was a rookie 
That led them to be 13-3. and three. They didn't trust Dak. He's a rookie, man. He can't do this. So what'd they do? They ran the ball with Elliott all game long. And then every once in a while, play action. Let's throw it to Des Bryant. Every once in a while, hey, let's hit Jason Witten down the seam. When it's third and three, hey, let's play action. We'll go to Witten on a, on a hook or a slant. It was a very basic remedial offense, but it works. Same thing in middle school. Hey, who's the best middle school team right now? LCO, why? Because they block and tackle better than everybody else. High school, who's the best local high school team right now? Oh, E.D. White, why? Because they block and they tackle. They run the football, they're physical, they're more physical than their opponent, they tackle better. Who's the best college football teams? Alabama and Georgia, why? Oh, because they block and tackle well. It's very basic. <laughs> very, very basic. And for I think that sometimes in the NFL we kind of lose our way. I don't know how I got off on that tangent. But if the Cowboys ran the rush offense with Prescott in the lineup, they'd be great, much like I think the 49ers are going to be great and are going to contend again running the more simplified Jimmy G offense as opposed to some of the more complex things they were trying to do with Trey Lance. They beat Seattle 27-7, to and I think they're firmly now in the mix in the NFC. Let's get to break. When we get back, we're going to the phone lines for the first and only time today. Brian Colley, South Lafouche High School, will break down the matchup against Central Lafouche, and we'll talk some NFL and college with him as well. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our cedar beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed 
When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Welcome back to Play by Play. We've had a great time discussing LSU and the Saints in the last two segments. And then in the first segment, of course, we broke down high school football, which we'll continue to do in this segment as we have South Lafouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? How you doing? Oh, I'm sorry, Coach. I, I couldn't hear you. Can, uh, how, how you doing, bro? I'm doing well. Awesome, awesome. I would help if I uh, turned on your mic, which now you are on. Uh, Coach, uh, it was a tough one for the Tarpons on Friday, falling against Central Lafouche. Um, Never want to lose to your rival, especially whenever it snaps a long losing streak for them. What were your thoughts as you were watching the Trojans come down the bye and get a win? Yeah, you know, I think the the Trojans uh, came down here with a purpose. They wanted to win. And, you know, Tarpons, just too many mistakes to – to, you know, to compete and uh, a lot of things, you know, the, the quarterback, the exchange with the center quarterback, they had trouble with uh, defense again, give up big plays, uh, special teams was, you know, um, kind of not in our favor. We missed, you know, some things that we could, took advantage of and uh, it's just uh, not a, you know, not their best game, but they played hard and uh, with all the things that happened, they still had a chance at the, uh, at the end and at that play, you know, uh, with a couple more seconds, you know, if they'd have stepped out of bounds instead of having to pitch that last little toss they did, uh, you know, they might have had a couple of ch- uh, shots at the end zone. But, uh, you know, they played hard and still had a chance to win at the end. You know, I, and I mentioned this earlier at the beginning of the show, um, I think that the big point this week for BJ and his staff is going to just be, look, man, I know we're playing South Terrebonne, and I know we would love to get the win, but I think the big goal for the Tarpons this week is just get better. Some of the mistakes that we're seeing continually with the snaps or, you know, tackling or like, let's just do better. And at the end of the day, if that means we win the football game, awesome. But I think the goal for the rest of the season is to just be progression. And that's the goal of any team, right? You want to get better from the beginning of the year to the end. Um, but I think that that's going to be a big thing that a lot of folks are looking for. Some of these common error points, let's just start to clean those things up, put some of those band-aids on and let's get better. Yeah, you know, and get back, you know, have fun, man. Just uh, don't panic. That, that's the thing. You don't want to start making all these changes. I know uh, people are talking about, well, why don't you come on the center? And we even brought that question uh, to Coach Young after on, uh, after the lights. And, you know, I understand. I, you know, I've been around football a while, and it, it does throw a lot of things off. It would change a lot of things in his offense if they would go under center. But, um it, you know, if you don't get that snap, I don't care what offense you run, and it's not going to produce for you. So I'm sure they're going to work extra hard on that this week and just not panic and don't start putting kids in different positions just because, you know, you kind of panic a little bit. And uh, I'm sure they're going to come up with a good uh, week's uh, practice and a good game plan and be ready for uh, on the road at South Terrebonne. I got to tell you, it was really cool to be on campus Friday to see, A, there is progress being made on the press box. And I know you kind of told us on the broadcast that we might not get in it this season. 
uh, or maybe cutting it close, but progress is being made. It looks much different than it did, so you could see the work that's being done. And also after our post-game show, after the lights presented by Grand Isle Shipyard, you showed me the new gym, which uh, has now a floor laid down. And, like, it's a long process, and it's taken a while. And, man, heck, everybody's you know, keeps asking. But it is you know, great to see the fruits of those labors starting to pay off. Yeah, you know, it, it's going to happen. It's taking time, and it's over a year. But uh, I just goes to show you the amount of damage that, you know, not only we had at our school, but just our community. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time. It is taking some time. And, you know, we got that floor down. Now it's, uh, it looks nice, and they're going to start the process of sanding it down and get it striped and, uh, you know, painted and waxed and all that. And the big gym is, uh, is going to be more of a, a serious project where they got to come and uh, do some sandblasting on the inside of the, the floor because it's down to the cement. And I don't know if it's glue or whatever they had down on there, but they got to get all that off. And it's got to be sandblasted. And from what I'm hearing, the entire roof's got to be replaced. So that's going to be a, a major project, just that in itself. Awesome. Let's talk some Lady Tarpon Volleyball. They have played very, very well. They have won, let's count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of their last nine matches. They've got a home match against Ellender today. You've been calling it since throughout the summer, man. They, they've been rolling. Yeah, and they get into their district play, and I think uh, they'll do fine. And uh, Again, a young team, and I think just they well-coached. And uh, it, It's just uh, – a product of what's been happening over the past few years. We've been getting some uh, summer volleyball leagues going on. I say we. I mean, the coaches have been getting their summer volleyball leagues going on, and more girls are starting to play almost year-round, and you can see uh, that's helping us out in our program. Coach, let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. Let's start with the pros. They uh, played well at times against Tampa, kind of lost it late. I thought, I think they kind of lost their emotions and their temper late, too. Um, disappointing, but not surprising, falling to such a great team. What were your thoughts watching the game yesterday? Well, it's a frustrating game because they had their chances. And, uh, you know, it's a 3-3 game, and you're thinking, you know, you're getting the end zone right there. you you got a chance to go up. And, you know, people saying, oh, they still call a little fight, change the momentum. No, the Mark Ingram fumble. I think that, that did it in for the Saints. And, uh, it's just uh, unfortunate, but if you turn a ball over five times, you know you're not going to uh, to have very much su- uh, success. And you know Winston uh, throws a pick six, then he throws an interception in the end zone, and you got Ingram fumbling at the ten going in. So those things right there get close to uh, well, the two things are getting close to getting into the end zone and they did not so that uh i think that's with their fate i don't think that Jameis winston's very good even when he's healthy now he's playing with a broken back um at some point and i mentioned this earlier in the show at some point i think dennis allen and his staff are going to have to figure out like how long can we do this is it worth the risk to his health and is he going to be our best guy going forward because dude how many times yesterday was he trying to throw it deep down the field to Olave or to other guys who were open, but he's throwing it 10 yards farther than he needs to, or he's throwing it to the sideline, or he's throwing it five yards shorter than he needs to? I just feel like when he has to use his back to you know go deep, he just doesn't have a clue where the ball's going. That at some point is going to hurt your offense. No, and yeah, and, it, and that, that's what's frustrating with uh, with the Winston. <clears throat> you know, and I agree with you. I don't 
find him that you know very good, but uh, he misses his targets a lot, and it's uh, and it's frustrating to watch. And with all the weapons they have on offense, you think that they should be able to move the ball, and uh, they were running the ball, you know, decently, and they just got away from. Him. And I think after that fumble, I don't know if they trust their running backs at all after that. And uh, Winston's not the type where. He's not going to go and throw for 300, 350 yards in a game. You know, it's these little short passes that he tries to do, and uh, they just weren't converting uh, yesterday. And it, it just uh, it's, it's frustrating to watch uh, Winston back there. And, you know, Andy Dalton, I, I, mean, I think he would be able to come in and do a – I don't think he'd do any worse. I think uh, there's probably zero threat of him running, but it's uh, – they, they got a ways to go in that offense. The defense played exceptionally well. You cannot put any blame at all on that defense. Let's talk some LSU, man. And I like to chat LSU with you because I know that you're not like a bleed purple and gold guy, so you give it to us real like it is. The Tigers play pretty well, especially in the second half. They beat a pretty good opponent. They were underdogs in the game. They win by two touchdowns. I got to tell you, dude, and maybe this is just you know me being an alum and me seeing things that I want to see. I see a football team that defensively is getting really good, is starting to tackle very well, starting to attack the opponent very well. I'm seeing an offense that, though a little sloppy at times, is starting to come around. And most importantly, I'm seeing a coaching staff that has the kids in the right positions just about all the time. There was a lot to be excited about on Saturday. LSU played pretty damn well. Yeah, they did. And it's like, uh, you know, watching that game, well, is, is LSU, you know, obviously getting better early on in the season. But is Mississippi State that bad? Or, I mean, I think LSU had a lot to do with it because Mississippi State, that little short passing game, my goodness, they're trying to throw the ball over the middle. And it, I mean, the quarterback was nowhere near those uh, the backs or receivers. And I think LSU's pressure on the quarterback had a lot to do with it. And, uh, you know, LSU's special teams, I think, still needs a little bit of work. But overall, yeah, they're getting better. And it was uh, – a good uh, comeback win for them. And when LSU plays fast, I think they're, they're going to be very hard to stop on offense. So let's talk about this. Um, very quickly, Tarpons are taking on South Terrebonne on Friday. The Gators are 0-3, but they have played better than 0-3 would indicate. They've lost all their games by like a combined 11 points or something like that, something crazy. They've lost close three weeks in a row. It's going to be a big challenge. You know, they've got a good running back, Javon Ricks. You're going on the road. You're facing a team with a first-year coach. It's going to be a fun ball game on Friday. I look forward to be a very competitive game. It's going to be a fun showcase of two teams that are both hungry for a win. Yeah, uh, Ricks is a, a bruising running back. Uh, you know, some people are saying that he was uh, he's better than a central back, which I find it hard to believe. <laughs> but he's a more stronger back for sure. Uh, I don't think that he'll run it as much as uh, Raymond did, but he, he does run the ball and he runs it hard. But the thing is with South Terrible, they, they play hard, uh, aggressive on defense. They can fly around to the football. And uh, on special teams, they, they make things happen. There's uh, three different times in a, the Hammond game. Hammond, uh, South Terrible blocked a punt, ended up scoring. Then the ball, the next punt, the ball goes through like the punter's hands. Uh, South Terrebonne uh, recovers it in the end zone for another touchdown. And the next time they punted, the punter's knee was down like at the five, and South Terrebonne got a great field position and punched it in the next play. So 
they made things happen on special teams, and that's how they got three of their touchdowns. So it's going to be a you know a challenge for the Tarpons. They got to be ready, especially on special teams. And I think if the Tarpons can come in and stop the run, and you know don't let Ricks just ground and pound them, I think uh, I like the chances on Friday. Big middle school game tomorrow, man. And look, we're going to try to have Keegan Pokey on tomorrow to break this down. You got Coach Pokey and the LCO Bulldogs taking on E.D. White. This is a matchup of one of your former players and former assistant coaches versus a guy that I know you got a tremendous amount of respect for, and Coach Jonathan Keefe. This would be good. This would be a showdown of two really, really very good teams. Uh, this is going to be a big matchup, and the winner will grab control of the parish. I know that uh, you're not a huge middle school guy, but you're growing into it as we're sponsoring or, or having a segment of that on After the Lights. This is going to be a fun matchup tomorrow. Yeah, I'll definitely be there going to check that game out, and uh, it's going to be a, a good game. And uh, just so proud, you know, of Coach uh, Polky, what he's doing at LCO, and he's, uh, you know, he does it the right way. And he's uh, he cares, and it, and it shows. And he got a good coaching staff with him, and, uh, you know, Coach Keefe on the other side of the ball, you're right, a guy I respect tremendously. And uh, no matter which sport, if you can coach, you can coach. And uh, I know Coach Keefe can coach. So uh, it's going to be a good game with two undefeated middle school teams, and I'm definitely uh, looking forward to it tomorrow night. Very good. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. Take care. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks for having me. Yep, you too. That is Coach Brian Colley with South Lafouche High School doing an excellent job. Love chatting with him about the Saints and LSU and everything. But, man, he gives it to you like it is. Like that, That's that's something that I definitely appreciate. He's not going to, after LSU loses a game, if they play poorly, he's not going to just say, oh, they'll get them next week. If they're playing poorly, he's going to say, man, no, they're terrible. <laughs> uh, same with the Saints. You know, he picked against the Saints on Sunday against Tampa. He's diehard black and gold, but he picked against them on Sunday. Um, he's going to tell it to you like it is. Let's catch a break when we get back. W's and L's, we'll hand them all out. It's the next segment coming up that everybody enjoys on Play by Play. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, 
bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Justblair here. We thank Coach Brian Colley for his time in the last segment of the show. Now we get to our weekend W's and L's. Whew, got a bunch of them. I'm going to do the best that I can. The first weekend W goes to the LSU football team. I'm not going to elaborate too, too much because we did a whole segment and then we also chat with, with Coach about them. Um, just played better, right? After the Florida State game, there were a lot of people, and <laughs> not af- afraid or ashamed to admit it, I was one of them. It started looking at the schedule and saying, ooh, uh, how many SEC games is this team actually going to win? The fact that they win the first one that they play is a mark of progress, and it's a good sign that, hey, man, maybe this could be a 7-8 win team if they could have some things go their way. They're going to beat up on New Mexico, get their third one on Saturday, barring something unexpected. You're going to beat UAB at the bottom of the season. That'd be four. Then you got to win two more to get a bowl. Uh, I think they could beat Auburn. I think at home against Ole Miss. Florida, yeah, Florida's kind of shaky. A&M, anything could happen. Who knows? Who knows what might happen? This team continues to get better, and they've at least kept everybody interested and intrigued. So good on the Tigers for getting a big win. Weekend L goes to Jameis Winston, dude. Um, Jameis had opportunities to kind of reverse the narrative about him, right? Uh, He's playing hurt, which would have made for a great story if he had really turned this thing around. Facing his old team, a Tampa team, a great defense with, you know, the the argument last year was he was kind of stale and kind of flat, but man, he didn't have no weapons. What's the excuse now, homie? You got Olave, you got Michael Thomas, you got Jarvis Landry, in addition to Kamara, who wasn't available yesterday. Um, Winston's just not very good. He is what he is. He's kind of inaccurate. He kind of holds onto the ball too long, which means he gets sacked a lot. Um, then once he gets sacked a few times, he kind of gets a quick trigger, which means he's going to turn it over a lot. Three interceptions yesterday. Didn't look comfortable throughout the game. New Orleans' offense didn't play very well, and it starts at the top. If you're not healthy, you need to check yourself out of the game. If you are healthy and you're just not playing well, then that's not any better either. Winston gets an L for his performance over the weekend. A W. Central Lafouche High School Football. The Trojans snap a lengthy losing streak. Defeat South Lafouche on Friday. Kudos to Coach Shelley Vedros and his crew. So happy for those kids, man. Look, no matter how you feel, look, there's a lot of folks that listen to this show that are big South Lafouche fans. And I get it. You guys don't root for Central Lafouche. And then, look, quite frankly, um, 
If I weren't in the media and I didn't talk to all the coaches every week, I probably wouldn't either. That's just based on where we live and, you know, the customs and the traditions and everything. But you can't help but feel good for Coach Pop and those boys, man. They deserve it. Those kids, every one of those kids in that locker room has had to deal with turmoil and drama and a chaos, none of which is their fault. They have been not wanted by so many different coaches and it's not any of their fault. All they have done is worked hard and busted tail and done the absolute best that they could for everyone that has coached them along the way. So to those boys, so happy for you guys. Congratulations on a win. Weekend L goes to the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts tied in week one against Houston, which was kind of gross to begin with. Then I'm thinking, all right, they're going to be angry. I actually bet on them yesterday against Jacksonville. I'm saying they're going to be angry. They're facing Jacksonville. Jacksonville's not very good. Jaguars beat the tar out of the Colts yesterday. Colts traded for Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan's one of the most overrated players in NFL history. He's starting to show it. He's starting to show it. Three interceptions yesterday. Couldn't get out of his own way. Got sacked five times. Got cement feet. Colts offense couldn't move the ball at all. There are some big problems there. You traded for a quarterback that's a dud. It ain't working. There are some big problems there. You've played two of the easier teams on your schedule. You tied once. You lost once. There's some issues in Indianapolis. Weekend W goes to Tua. I have not been a big Tua guy throughout the course of his career. Heck, not very many people have. He was kind of a guy that even the Dolphins wanted to get rid of, right? Because they were flirting with Tom Brady. Yesterday, Tua played the best NFL game he's played in his career. Wins 42-38 in a shootout against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. 469 yards passing, 36-56 of 56 touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, but he got the ball 11 times to Tyreek Hill for two touchdowns. Got the ball to Jalen Waddle 11 times for two touchdowns. Hill had 190 yards, Waddle 171 yards. This is a Dolphins team that's scary. They're 2-0. Their coach is kind of a scientist. He's kind of a nerd. They're kind of weird. They're figuring things out. They get a big win against a Lamar Jackson team yesterday. Good on the Dolphins. Good on Tua. At least for one week. You prove me wrong, kid. Weekend L goes to Auburn. Auburn is a mess. Auburn in the offseason had the whole saga of, are we going to fire our coach after one year, or are we going to bring him back? You know, there was reports of, you know, the mutiny and all the transfer portal guys and everybody's leaving, everybody's disgruntled. They opted the last minute to bring him back, Coach Harson. Then in the first two weeks of the season, they win, but it wasn't really impressive, right? You know, you, you win the opener against Mercer. That's a school you should beat by 1,000, and you only win 42-16. to 16. Then San Jose State, that's a team you should beat 55-3. to 3. You beat them 24-16. to 16. Then you get blasted by Penn State on Saturday, 41-12 to 12 at home. This is not a neutral side game. This isn't in the Superdome. This isn't in Jerry World. This isn't in Orlando. This is in Auburn, 41-12. to 12. Auburn has some big issues. They have chemistry issues. They've got a quarterback issue. T.J. Finley's not any good. And they don't have an identity right now. They're not good at offense. They're not good at defense. Kids are all kind of pulling in different directions. That's a team that is in some trouble. LSU's got them in a couple of weeks over there. That's a game that I think LSU should be favored to win because Auburn is in a world of hurt right now. Weekend W goes to Cooper Rush. For the second time in as many seasons, Rush starts a game for Dak Prescott and wins against a pretty good opponent. <laughs> the Cowboys beat the Bengals 20-17, to and, and Rush did everything that he needed to do. 
despite kind of being babyfied in the Cowboys' very conservative offense yesterday. He was 19 of 31, 235 yards, uh, a touchdown, no interceptions. And look, the Cowboys were winning 17 to 3. And then the entire second half, Mike McCarthy decided, hey, we ain't playing offense anymore. We're going to just try to run the clock out, get first downs, win it with our defense. That backfired, as most things that Mike McCarthy does. That backfired. The Bengals tied up at 17 to 17. With the game on the line, Cooper Rush said, all right, no big deal, bro. Let's calmly go right down the field and get a field goal, 20 to 17. Rush played super well. Cowboys get a win. Weekend L goes to BYU. BYU defeats Baylor and is on the pedestal. Everybody's saying, oh, man, they're a team that can make the college football playoff. Dinata, Oregon, blasted them on Saturday, 41-20, to a game that wasn't even that close. It was 24-7 to at half. It was 38-7 to at the end of the third quarter. BYU got some garbage points at the end. Um, not this year, BYU. You were, in, you were ranked 12th to come into the game. That was a vast overreaction. You guys aren't that good. Weekend W. Coach Kyle, you were on the same page as me, bro. I promise you, I didn't add this after the text. They were on the list. The Tulane Green Wave. The Green Wave get a big, big win over Kansas State this past weekend. Um, the Green Wave could play some defense now. Uh, they are, are defending at a high level. I believe I saw last night when doing some research, they're number one in the country in total defense. Um, they locked down Kansas State on the road. Got a 17-10 victory. Now they head into their American schedule. They'll be taking on Southern Miss. Actually, you know what? That's not an American game. My bad. One more non-conference game, then they head into their American schedule. Uh, but the Green Wave got a 17 to win on the road against Kansas State. That's a game they were a big underdog in. They've got to fix some things on offense, right? They're still not moving the ball all that effectively at times. Their quarterback is um, a little indecisive out there in the pocket. But when you defend as well as they could do, um, you could do some things. And the Green Wave are now 3-0. Great improvements after last season, which was kind of a rough year. Weekend L goes to the Denver Broncos head football coach, um, Coach Nathaniel Hackett. Through two games. Remember in Monday Night Football last week when Hackett did the crazy decision of, hey, I'm going to kick a field goal, run out the, the clock, kick a 64-yard field goal. We all thought that was crazy, right? He was even more crazy yesterday. Yes, the Broncos did win. Let's get that out of the way first. Yes, the Broncos did get a 16-9 win over the Houston Texans. They couldn't get the play from the sidelines to the field at all. Very early in the second half, they had to use not one, not two, but all three of their timeouts. It was so bad that the home crowd in Denver was having to call out the play clock to the offense to avoid them from having delay of game. So like Russell Wilson's at the line making checks in the background while watching the game, you're hearing six, five, four, three. Your home crowd shouldn't have to do that for your offense. In addition to that, there were some big plays, third and one, third and two, whatever it may be. He runs like a crazy tight end sweep where the tight end looked like he wanted to pitch it to a running back, loses yards. The guy's a nutcase. The guy's a nutcase. He was a running joke on Twitter yesterday. He was a running joke on Twitter after week one. The Broncos won yesterday, but watch some of their games going forward. Their head coach is a goon, and it'll be interesting to see what he's got up his sleeve the rest of the year. Weekend W goes to Aaron Judge, the New York Yankees slugger. Has a real shot to make history, y'all. 
Judge hit a couple of more home runs this weekend. He's up to 59. He's got a chance to break the, how could I say this, the clean record for home runs in the season, right? I mean, we still count Bonds and McGuire and Sosa, but they were dirty as, you know, a mop. Um, Judge has a chance to break the clean record, which would be uh, 61. He's got 59 home runs. Judge also has an opportunity to get the triple crown. He is currently batting 316, which is one uh, point off of the 317 average of the current leader in, in batting average in the American League. He's going to win in home runs and RBIs. He's got a huge lead there in both. If Judge could get some base knocks and get that you know batting average up a little bit, he's got a chance to win the triple crown in the American League, which would be amazing. He's a free agent at the end of the year. He's got an opportunity now to make a ton of money. I don't know if it's going to be for the Yankees. I don't know if it's going to be for somebody else. But Aaron Judge is going to make a fortune this offseason because, man, that guy could kill a baseball. Kudos to him. He gets a weekend W. Weekend L goes to the Las Vegas Raiders, man. They gagged one away yesterday. They're facing the Cardinals, and they gagged it away. They had a big lead over the Cardinals. Their fans are like popping champagne bottles in the stands and you know, they're they're having a great old time. They're winning 20 to nothing at half. They're winning 23 to 7 going to the fourth quarter. And then it all just fell apart. Cardinals offense got moving. The, the Raiders defense got tired. Game goes to overtime. You actually get the ball in overtime, have an opportunity to score and win it, and you fumble. And the Cardinals take it all the way to the house. Byron Murphy Jr., the guy who returned the the, the fumble for a score for the Cardinals. Almost got the biggest weekend L in the history of W's and L's because, yes, he returned it for a score 59 yards for a touchdown. He was within a centimeter away of dropping the ball before he scored as he's doing the whole, hey, I'm cool. I'm going to just throw the ball up in the air. He had crossed the goal line by about an inch before he let go of the ball. If he lets go of that ball any sooner, that's a touchback, and he would have gotten the biggest weekend L in the history of W's and L's. Dude, just run through the back of the end zone with the football. Why leave it to chance? They actually had to review the play on instant replay. It was so close, but the score does stand. The Cardinals get the win. One more weekend L to hand out, and it's going to be to Matt Canada and the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Um, there are a lot of folks in Pittsburgh that are done with Matt Canada. Uh, I see a lot of posts out in that area saying that they need to move on from him as the offensive coordinator of the Steelers. Their offense was a mess yesterday. Mitch Trubisky was 21 of 33, 168 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. They only scored 14 points against New England. Najee Harris really not getting going. Um, (laughs) I don't know what else you would expect at this point. A, you got Trubisky, quarterback who's not very good. B, you got Canada who I don't think is very good, but he continues to get promoted, so what do I know? But the Steelers' offense continues to be lacking. Um, and I'll also, while we're at it, we'll give a weekend L to the Bengals' offensive line. This will be the last one that we hand out. Joe Burrow's going to get killed before the season ends. He got sacked six times yesterday by the Dallas defense. He could have gotten sacked another five or six times if he didn't get rid of the ball right as he was getting hit. And on the flip side to that, we'll give a W to Micah Parsons for Dallas. Y'all, I've not ever seen, and this is... This is not an exaggeration. This is not just me hyping him up because he plays on my team and you know he's a good player or whatever. I've never seen a guy who impacts a game defensively like Micah Parsons does. There were times yesterday where he was getting triple teamed and still getting to the quarterback. There were times yesterday where on third and like eight, 
the Bengals are throwing screen passes because they just knew, hey, like we can't block this dude. We have to get the ball out right away or else he's going to get a sack. There were times yesterday where the tackles that he was lined up against were moving early and like we're committing penalties because they just knew, hey, look, I got to get off to off the ball right away because I don't have any chance to block this dude. Micah Parsons is 23 years old, and he is impacting the game in ways that we've not seen. In two games, he's got four sacks. You do the math, that's on pace for 30-something sacks. Will he get there? I don't know. But, oh, yeah, he's not bad in coverage either. He runs like a gazelle. That guy is ridiculous, and he gets a weekend W for the way he played for Dallas this past weekend. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we've got a couple of betting picks, and then we'll get out of here. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. The other day, my friend said he saw a mosquito the size of a pool dew out near Dulac. Now, he may be exaggerating, but mosquitoes are back and swarming up and down the bayou. If you need help with mosquito control, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They have a number of ways to protect you from those blood-sucking mosquitoes. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here for you. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more game time, more first times, more crunch time, more face time, and more party time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Oorah! I am Wilbur Lewis, a Vietnam veteran. With the help of some generous donors, I'm trying to get our local veterans together, along with their wives, for a Veterans Day dinner at the VFW Hall in La Rose on November the 12th at 6.30 p.m. If I have not contacted you yet and you are interested in attending the dinner, please text me your name and phone number and the branch of service, 985-637-3849, 637-3849. Hoorah! Thank you. I like to say that we're a five-star hotel for airplanes. When people walk in these hangars, probably the most common thing I hear is, wow, these hangars are beautiful. Mueller metal buildings are made to last. A lot of people know Mueller makes a very good product. We like the the metal. It withstands the test of time. It's hardy, and um, everybody was so easy to work with. If we had to do it over again, we would definitely stay with Mueller. Find out more at MuellerINC.com. Wrestling has more than one royal family. I thank you guys so much for listening, man. It's been a busy morning, dude. Wake up early, go out to the uh, celebration where Lafouche Parish School District wins a huge award for their uh, excellence in sciences. We certainly thank them so much for inviting us, and we, we had a wonderful time with them. 
running into the office in the studio here right at 1130. We fire away, had a great show so far. One more segment to go. We want to thank our sponsors, Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics, community youth sports organizations. Um, the first pick that we got today is a baseball game that begins at 3.07. So you got a little bit of time, but don't wait till you get home to make this one. I like the Mariners, minus 125 against the Los Angeles Angels. Um, our baseball theme continues, which is that you take teams that are playing for something over teams that are not playing for something. The Mariners are 80 and 65. They're in the playoff chase. The Angels are long gone. They're you know going to be below 500 even if they win the rest of their games. The Mariners are throwing Logan Gilbert, who's their, one of their ba- their best arms, facing Jose Suarez, who's just kind of a run-of-the-mill ho-hum guy for the Angels. So I like Seattle to win that one today. Um, I also like today Atlanta covering minus 1.5 over the Washington Nationals. Atlanta is in a dead heat with the Mets right now in the National League East. They're both tied in the loss column, chasing one another down. The Nationals are a 100-loss team. Kyle Wright is the leader in the National League in wins with 18 wins, facing Corey Abbott for Washington, whoever that is. I like Atlanta to hit Corey Abbott early, chase him out of the game, and then pour it on against a Nationals bullpen that's really not very good. If you want some Monday night football, I've got some Monday night football for you. I like over 49 in the Vikings and the Eagles today. Minnesota played really good defense against Green Bay at home. I think that Eagles offense is a little bit of a different animal. I think the Eagles want to play fast and play with tempo. They played a shootout with Detroit. I'm looking for both teams to get some offense tonight. I'm going over 49 there. And another one, heck, I'll give you a bonus pick today. I like over 10 and a half, or excuse me, not over 10 and a half. The Tennessee Titans, my bad, plus 10 and a half against the Bills. Um, the Bills are great, right? They're one of the best teams in the NFL, if not the best team in the NFL. Ten and a half is a lot, and I get that they beat the Rams decisively in the opener. I understand all that, but the way that the Titans play is conducive to not being blown out. They're going to power run, short passes. They're going to try to possess the ball. I think Tennessee's going to stay in it, and they may lose by a score, but I don't think they're going to lose by multiple scores. Give me the Titans and the ten and a half points. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Coach Kale for his time. Reminder, Friday, we're going to be out at South Terrebonne, Varsity High School football coverage, pregame 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock, uh, South Lafouche and South Terrebonne, sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Friend Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Tomorrow's show, we're going to try to get Coach Keegan Pokey on the line to talk about the big matchup tomorrow, LCO and E.D. White. We're going to try to get Stan on for our Terrebonne General Tuesday. I'm sure Stan's got a lot to say about LSU and the Saints as well as all of our high school action from the past week and also in the coming week. It'll be a whole lot of fun. You guys have a wonderful rest of the day. Stay safe. Stay hydrated. Have a wonderful rest of the work day. We'll be back the same time tomorrow. God bless everybody. This is Casey Jiskar signing off. You've been listening to Play by Play. You're listening to KLEB.
1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow.